The New York Jets are two and two. Can you believe it? Next up, Gangrene returns home this Sunday to take on old friend Teddy Bridgewater and the three and one first place Dolphins. Can Zach Wilson propel the Jets to a two game win streak and finally give the fans a victory at home? We'll preview the game and make our predictions. Our special guest is the best special teams coach in NFL history and author of the book, Figure It Out, friend of the program, Mike Westoff. Mike never holds back. Stay tuned for that interview. So take flight. It's a Jets-Dolphins preview edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why the New York Jets ever have nice things. You're a Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. Now, I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only our okay. gang's all here. We love it. Ooh. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here alongside my co-host, Brian Costello, Jets B writer at the Post. Follow us on Twitter at Brian Cos, at Jake Brown Radio. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Jets Dolphins this week, we have you covered previewing the two and two Jets as they fight for a potential spot in first place. I just say that slowly because something I haven't said in about 12 years since our guest who will join us. That's Mike Westoff, one of the great special teams, arguably the greatest special teams coach ever, author of the book, Figure It Out. He's going to join us. And, you know, Mike never holds anything back, whether it's a Zoom, a phone call, in a hurricane, not in a hurricane. He, we are glad to have talked with him. I know Fort Myers, his area in Florida, got hit hard. So our thoughts and prayers are with everyone in Florida. He lost a few cars. You know, not everyone was that lu- as lucky. Not everyone was a coach in the NFL for so many years. There's a lot of people who got hit. So if you have chances there to donate and help out the people of Florida, definitely do so. Well, you might have to donate to our hearts cause if Zach Wilson is out on Sunday. I mean, the jubilation that he and the Jets brought us in a victory on Sunday, limited in practice, a bit of an ankle injury. This cause could just be a precaution. We hope he will play. We won't know, I guess, until Friday or Saturday. What did you hear from Salah? What do you think? Does Zach play? Yeah, I don't think he's in jeopardy of not playing, Jake. I don't think it's that far. I mean, Salah described it as uh, Nixon bruises is what he said first. And then we pressed him and he said, oh, it's an ankle uh, he's dealing with. Limited in practice on Wednesday during the portion that was open to the media. We get to watch the first 20 minutes, Jake, of practice. He was not out there. They said he was inside uh, warming up and he was going to join the team for the installs and everything. But, you know, I think we'll see as the week goes on. I wouldn't be too worried if he's just limited Wednesday. He should be able to play. But obviously something to watch, Jake. Just rest up. Just be ready for Sunday. I do not want to see Joe Flacco again at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. The first game I'm not at. I'm going to sit this one out, watch at home, and get prepare for a potential game three. I'm dealing with Nixon bruises, the Mets blowing the eight, and at least and going to the wild card. 
but they will be in the playoffs this weekend, thank God. So we'll see if they play Sunday during that game. And if the Mets sweep, will you go to the Jets game Sunday? Uh, no, I'm gonna watch it. I I actually like Reds. I you know part of me wants to go, but I'm going on the 30th. We got the live podcast Jets Pats after that game. I feel like I just need a game sit out. I mean, the way they've played the first two, maybe if I don't go, they'll play better mm-hmm. and win. That's that's my philosophy here. Theory. But part of you will see Sunday morning. I might change my mind and and get a last minute ticket. So uh, we'll see. I need. I do need the fan experience. I've been doing the credential route and sitting with you guys. And uh, I mean, and there hasn't been anything to cheer for, so it's worked out. But hopefully Zach does bring something to cheer for. He'll be in offensive line without Max Mitchell. Dwayne Brown, you said before you expect him to play. They haven't I think him. he's going to play. Uh, they they took him off. Of, he activated his practice window on Wednesday when we're taping this. My gut says he's going to play. I think they'll push it because desperate times, right? So I think he'll probably play, and I think you'll see AVT now moving over to right tackle after left tackle last week. I think they'll move him over to right tackle. They'll they'll have yet another offensive line shakeup. Are you confident that they could hold up? This offensive line could hold up against a pretty strong Miami front? I, I have some questions. I mean, Dwayne Brown hasn't done anything in a while, so I don't know what he's going to look like. I thought AVT played well at left tackle. I would expect him to be okay at right tackle. But it's just uh, hard for me to answer that right now, Jake. I just don't know what to expect from this group. It's going to be interesting. You know, that Jets beleaguered O-line, it gets a pretty good young defensive front in Miami, Christian Wilkins and Ogba and Melvin Ingram and Phillips. And that's going to be tough. You know, Miami, the good news is two is out. I mean, let's not good in terms of injuries. It sucks what happened to him. But they'll get to see old friend Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy never really got his shot here, Kaz. He never got a chance to start. The Jets traded him away. He was fighting. He might have been better than Sam Darnold. You know, we expect he probably would have been the way what we saw from Sam Darnold. But um, this is going to be an interesting matchup. You know, Teddy struggled a little bit. Or 14 to 25, 193, touchdown and a pick and relief for Tua. Thursday night game. He's got a, he had an extra few days of rest, an extra few days to prepare for this Jets defense. This is going to be an intriguing matchup. Yeah, it's always different, Jake, when you have a week to prepare and they can build a game plan for Teddy that he likes and, and find the plays that he likes. So I, I would think you'd see a pretty good effort from Teddy. I uh, remember Teddy was the quarterback last year in Denver when he beat the Jets 26 to nothing in Denver. So they've seen him recently. <laughs> Teddy, Teddy's going to look pretty good with those receivers, right? I think those receivers are going to make a lot of quarterbacks look good with Tyree Kale and Jalen Waddell. Mike Kosicki to a tight end. They've got a lot of weapons, the Dolphins. So this is going to be an interesting challenge for the Jets secondary. It's an interesting revenge game, Kaz, on two notes. You mentioned Tyreek Hill, a guy who it seemed to be down to the Dolphins and the Jets he was going to go to. Recently, he said he wasn't coming here because the New York taxes were too high. You know, Jersey. I, I, I think Jersey taxes. I think he was referring to James. Is Bale. Jersey taxes higher than New York? There's just no. Uh, they live in New Jersey, though. Nobody, nobody plays for the Jets. Lives in New York, really. They usually live in New Jersey. All right. Well, yeah, the Jersey state Jersey taxes. taxes are Jersey taxes are. I can tell tell you are atrocious. Yes. Really? They're they're worse than New York. I guess they're pretty much the same. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it depends on where you are. Manhattan is probably worse, but I know my friend Dennis Wazak from the AP just moved from Staten Island to Jersey, and he's a little shocked at the taxes that he's paying here now. Well, he made a good decision leaving Staten Island. Anyone who lives oh, in Staten Island, oh, I'm sorry. It's, oh, it's, it's oh, a disgrace that it's through. a borough. I mean, Long Island should just replace Staten Island as a borough. It is just a trash dumpster right. fire. Can we note this? Yeah. 
note this down for end of season. If we're if we have nothing to talk about, we're going to revisit Staten Island. Burma. I did a podcast on things years ago that like should be eliminated from the world, and Staten Island and Burger King, I think, were atop the list. Burger King has really just gone. We, we've talked about that before. Burger King, and these are December conversations. Yes. Burger King is also a dumpster fire, so they should get married. Just to, you know, marry those two things, Staten Island and Burger King. And they'll have the crappiest wedding in the history of mankind. But, you know, this is, you know, Tyreek Hill, the revenge that the Jets didn't get him. He's talked about the taxes and Teddy Bridgewater, the team that got rid of him, didn't give him a chance, you know, to get the job over Darnold, which was never going to happen. I mean, Darnold was the young guy. It was his job. We knew that. But it's revenge on two fronts here. And it's setting up for an interesting matchup. You know, Zach, we talk about the injury. Will the real Zach Wilson stand up, guys? Do we see the eight for 24, Zach? Or do we see the fourth quarter full of poise, 10 of 12, getting every target, Zach? Which one do we see? We need to see the more consistent, Zach. We got to see him roll out. You know, if his ankle's bothering him, this might hurt, but I'd love to see some RPOs and see him use his legs a little bit. I know to the point where he could slide and stay healthy and be okay. But at some point, Kaz, you're going to have to use his athleticism and his ability to run the ball against some of these good defenses. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there, Jake. I do like the onion rings at Burger King, Jake. I'll, I'll say that. All right. Onion rings are fine. Their fries are just garbage and their chicken nuggets. They don't supply enough barbecue sauce. Get the, get the onion rings. Okay. So <laughs> I don't think there's any revenge factor here. I don't think Teddy gives a crap about the Jets. That as a long time ago. He's played them since then. I think you Teddy don't goes, think there's something in the back of his mind like no. they didn't give me a shot. I'm going to no. show them who I, you know, I, I think, think he, there's something. I think he there. should send them a thank you card that he got traded to New Orleans <laughs> and got out of here That's and true. didn't have to live through. That's or in 12 2018 season here and he got to play or the taxes he got to play under sean payton <laughs> and you know he got to he, he he got plenty out of the jets like they he getting traded in new orleans helped him revive his career so i think he's fine with the jets and tyree kill i don't think he cares about the jets yes he was almost almost the jet for a few hours there in march but uh i think the jets always knew he wanted to go to the dolphins that was his that was his choice that's where he wanted to go that's where he's from so it was always going to happen as long as the Dolphins paid him what he wanted. So I I, I don't see that. In terms of Zach, Jake, I, I think you nailed it. It's which one are we going to see? I don't know. I don't know what we're going to see. Because I it was like it was almost like three different versions of Zach Wilson you saw Sunday. Early on, I thought he played well. And I thought he was doing some good things. Then all of a sudden, end of the second quarter, into the third quarter, he couldn't complete passes. And he was missing a lot of short passes again, struggling. And then the fourth quarter, he was money, 10 to 12, led them down the field twice to win the game. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know which one we're going to see on Sunday. In terms of using his legs, I thought he had a nice run in the fourth quarter with there where he actually took a hit. And that's where it's okay to take a hit. In the fourth quarter when the game is on the line, he did that. And I thought, you know, he really – he might not have run a lot, Jake, like in terms of past the line of scrimmage, but he did a lot of moving behind the line of scrimmage to keep plays alive. He avoided a lot of sacks. He really showed a lot of athleticism there. I'm not sure if he's ever going to be this RPO machine that you and so many others hope he's going to be. It just doesn't seem like it's in the cards. Like, it's not what they want. I remember there was a quote last year – he was from Salah, where he said he's not Lamar Jackson. I don't know if they're ever going to do that with him. I think his athleticism shows up in other ways. I do like when Zach, and you know he's not going to hand it off like in the fourth quarter, but when he has that like mini play action, it's not an yes. all-out play action, but it, it just looks it free- cool. It's- well, it freezes. I think it freezes the linebackers. I do think it freezes the linebackers every time. He's very good at that. I don't he know what it is, that. but it, it also looks cool. Like it's just there's some swag behind it that, that I enjoy watching that. So I hope I see some more of those mini play actions, I'll call them. 
And, you know, some of those he's just going to have to hand off to Brees Hall. Brees Hall, we said this on the last show, he's dealing with nicks and bruises. Get those nicks and bruises together because Brees Hall needs 20 carries. I'm sorry. I, Michael Carter could be your receiving back. Brees Hall does everything. But the ground and pound guy has got to be Brees Hall. He was fantastic. All right, Jets, Dolphins, let's preview it. 1 p.m. CBS. Finally, Kevin Harlan, our friend, our guy, and Trent Green are on the call. That's an A crew, cause you know it's not great. It's better than Greg Gumbel. I'm sorry, but I love Kevin Harlan. You know he could call a chess match. He could call two turtles battling in a race. He could call paint drying on a wall, and he's going to make it entertaining. It's night and day. I mean, you got to watch the Manning cast. Plus, they have good guests on there for these Monday night games. Like, no Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. Give me the Manning cast. It's Steph Curry on there. Tracy Morgan, the Giants game. They get an A list guest lineup. Uh, anyways, Jets and the Dolphins. Let's get There's back. a Jets connection to the Manning cast, Jake. Did you know that? Really? Somebody helps Peyton with the film breakdown every week of the teams that he's going to watch. Former coach Adam Gase is the one who he does all of the football for the Manning cast, teach them the teams. Is this known information or did he just Sam Farmer? Yeah, I've known it for a while and I kept it quiet, but Sam Farmer and Valley Times did a story and he put it in there. So it's out. Oh, there. so there is a story. Okay. I thought we just had some scoopage there from Casa. Adam Gase, still alive and well, is part of the Manning cast. How about that? All right, that's enough Adam Gase talk. Well, Adam Gase relates because it is Dolphins Jets. Dolphins Jets. The two Gase teams ball. he coaches. The Dolphins are three point favorites. Kevin Harlan on the call. Trent Green, 1 p.m. CBS. Cue the music. Here we go. Fun one to see, guys. The matchup to watch for me here. Get your popcorn ready. Tyree Kill, Sauce Gardner, number one corner, number one receiver. That's going to be the matchup to watch. Break this game down, Kaz, and give me your pick. Yeah, I think the problem is, Jake, the Jets don't follow receivers, so it's going to be a little sauce, a little DJ Reed uh, on Tyreek. It won't be one versus one. They don't they don't really match up like that. To me, Jake, the question is the Dolphins' pass defense against the Jets' passing offense. They are 31st in the NFL right now, the Dolphins, in pass defense. They are struggling. Xavier Howard is day-to-day as we record this. He might not play. Byron Jones isn't coming back. So they've been struggling. Now they have played some very good quarterbacks. So that could be why they're struggling. Can Zach Wilson take advantage of that is is to me the question. I think the Dolphins will be able to do some things offensively. I think Tyreek, they won't be able to hold him down all day. So I think it's going to be a real close game, Jake. Real, really good game into the fourth quarter. I'm going Dolphins 28, Jets 20. Uh, I thought you were, the way you were talking, I thought the Jets pick was coming, but I figured you weren't going to pick them. I said last week I was going to not take the Jets for the first time this week, but I changed my damn mind. I just think Teddy Bridgewater is a solid quarterback, but I think the Jets are going to contain him. I think this in a two and two season is going to be a raucous MetLife stadium. Al Roker, let's check the temperatures. High of 61. It's going to be a nice, cool fall day. You have your hoodie on. The sun will be out. I just think the Jets are rolling. I think Zach's got a week under his belt. I think we're going to see him run a little bit, assuming his ankle's okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The Jets are rolling? They're rolling. They're 2-2. Two and two. That's rolling. They were, they were losing 20-10. The win is a win, baby. Quarter. Listen. I, I agree a win is a win, but let's, let's they're rolling? Because they ain't going 0-3 to start the season at home. You can't do these promotional cool videos that the Jets have been doing and go lose your first three games and then tell me, you know what, let's go get to Tickets. Get tickets for October 30th, where we'll do the post-game show against the Patriots. They're going to go on October 30th saying get tickets because we finally won a home game. And we did it against the Dolphins. 
listen, Teddy Bridgewater, you, you put pressure on him. He'll make a mistake. I'm telling you, Saucer DJ Reed is getting an interception. I think they're going to force a fumble. I'm calling two turnovers that will change the outlook of this game. Brees Hall runs for 80 yards and a touchdown. Give me the Jets. 23-20. They win it on the legs of Greg the Leg. Zerline. And the Jets improved to 3-2 and two and fighting for first place. And then I guarantee you, Kaz, next week I will not pick them because they will not the be Fields. They probably <laughs> won't go to Denver and win, although the Broncos have not looked very good. I, I don't see them winning that game. Unless Russell Wilson's out. We'll see. You know, he's been dealing with an injury too. So the next couple of weeks will be tough. Patriots, we'll see. That, that game's really a toss-up. Patriots aren't very good. But I'm taking the Jets. Let's go. Let's make it three and two. Win a home game. Show up on Sunday. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. Two freaking terrible games in front of all your fans, having everyone leave early, beat the traffic, sit in traffic after a win on Sunday. Joining us next on Gangs All Here, it's former Jets special teams coach and author of Figure It Out, Mike Westoff, right here on Gangs All Here. I said Pikachu sucks in like eighth grade and got soap in my mouth. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. We do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Joining us now on Gangs All Here is a friend of the program. He's the best special teams coach in the history of the NFL. Many would say he was here with the Jets from 2001 through 2012, part of those teams that made back-to-back AFC championship games. He's also the author of the book, Go Get It Now. Figure it out. My 32-year journey while revolutionizing pro football's special teams. It's the great Mike Westoff. Mike, welcome to the show. Let the listeners know here. I know you got hit hard by this hurricane. You know, we're glad you could join us. I mean, making the time for us, we're gracious. Uh, how hard did you get hit? I heard a couple of your cars got ruined, but luckily you weren't. Yeah, I live in Fort Myers. I've been here for a long time. I have a beautiful home right on the golf course. We got hit hard. We had 150 mile an hour winds. We had a storm surge. Everyone's home got some water in it. I, I lost two cars. Uh, my marina, where I keep my boat, was pretty much destroyed, but my boat was fine. I had my boat up high in one of the big uh, big barns, and it was fine. So eventually they'll clean that up, and I'll be okay there. So it's a matter of just rebuilding, but so many people here, uh, it was just destructive. They, they, they were destroyed. Sanibel Island is just destroyed, and that was my hangout. I loved it there. Uh, the causeway going over there, was part of it washed away, which is hard to even conceive that that could happen, but it did. And so it, it's very, very difficult. I believe this will go down as the worst hurricane ever that ever hit anywhere. Mike, did you guys have much warning? I, I mean, I, it seems like it was a lot worse than they even projected it was going to be. I, I think, well, what happened, Brian, is you just have to understand where a hurricane hits you and how what position you're in. And they pretty much had it pegged that it would go up through the Gulf of Mexico. It would stay west of Tampa and hit up in the, the, the kind of the, where, the, where the state turns into the panhandle. But it kept coming further and further east. It kept moving. And then so by the time it got toward us, now when it gets in the Gulf of Mexico, it picks up that deep, warm water. I was out fishing the other day, 
and the water was 88 degrees. It, that's, that's what builds the power. And then when a storm gets near you, you have to picture the storm as a clock face, okay? And you have a counterclockwise wind. So our storm, when the eye of it was just a little bit north of us, we were, as it started approaching us, if you picture the clock face, we were at one, two, or three, all right? Now, counterclockwise wind, so all of our water got sucked out into this 400-mile circle, this 400-mile clock face. By the time the hurricane moved north with the real strong winds, now we were at four, five, six, and it all came streaming back in. And a wall of water came in and just covered everything. So that's where the destruction comes from. You could get me with Brian Norcost on your uh, on your TV down there. I did a pretty good job with that. That's exactly how the hurricane works. And we happen to be at the exact worst place al roker on gangs all here here it's mike westoff uh well we're glad you're okay and uh in in other news as we talk jets here mike have you been watching the new york jets are two and two for what seems like the first time since you were a coach there i i have tried to watch i of course i wasn't able to watch this week i've been able to watch i, I was very excited and a little disappointed then excited again so and i did miss this one um i, I i'm sorry to see that because i think they did some good things from what I've heard and what I've read. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. I, I remember early when I looked at the schedule, I predicted if they could end up winning about 35, about maybe 40% of that first six games or 30%, they would be in good shape and they're ahead. They're ahead of that. So, you know, I have to feel I'm encouraged and I'm a little bit excited. Mike, what do you think of um, Robert Sala and his coaching staff and what you've seen for a little little over a year now into his second year? I like him personally. I, I thought my biggest question was, is the, the development of the offensive coordinator. I thought he had some growth to go with the young quarterback. And it seemed to me they would both be in stride. Then, of course, when the quarterback was out, and that kind of threw that curveball at that period of mind. I like the way I, I, I like some things that he's done. I think he'll mature as a coordinator. He'll he'll be a little more diverse, and that that to me is extremely uh, necessary. I like what Salah's done. I went to a practice. I was impressed with the practice. It was a good. Uh, okay, I'll be. Uh, this will be. This, this will raise some hell. This will be interesting. Okay. This year, I also was at Miami. All right. I was at their practice. The New York Jet practice was a better practice, period, in the sentence. Tell me why. What, what was the reason for that? And, I, and I've only been – I mean, I coached for 657 games, so I've been at a few practices. You know, and I, and I, I said I was disappointed in the, in the Miami Dolphins' offensive practice. And I, I think they've got some great personnel. So I'm not being one bit critical of, of who they have. But I just didn't – I didn't – the practice you – know, and I've been – I mean, I was with Dan Marino his whole career. Well, then we had – I came up here, we had Vinny – and, and, and Chad, and then, test, and then uh, excuse me, Brett Farr. Well, then I went to the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees. So I think I know a little something about an offensive practice. And, and I was more impressed with what I saw in New York. The short time I was there in the practice, the way it was the organization, what they accomplished, and the tempo. Now, is, is, it, all, is it all encompassing? No, 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 it's not. But there's a lot of good things there, and there's a lot to build on. Guys, I would imagine Mike hates the new as you. What, what do you call it uh, about the practices you you said to sell Club Med. Med? I would imagine you hate the Mister Softy practices, Mister Softy training camps. No more two a days. You seem like the guy who was you know all geared to go for two a days and harder practices than they do today, Mike. Well, I think I think I like spacing it out the way we did it back in around eight and nine. 
you know, there were some rules there, the way we had to do it. And, you know, we wouldn't have two padded practices consecutively. You know, we, we, we mixed in our walkthroughs. So we spaced it out, but yet we were still able to accomplish and get things done in a certain way. Because no matter what you say, NFL football is played at a particular pace. And you have to be ready for it. I mean, it's not, and this isn't soccer. No disrespect. But I think the athleticism of soccer is incredible. But come on, I don't know. You can pay me to watch a whole game. It's just the way I feel. <laughs> you know, football is the greatest. And these guys, you know, you have to, this is a hitting sport. You have to be ready for it. So, yeah, yeah, I, I get a little disappointed. And plus, you know, I was at Miami and I really felt I was in a position to get that job. And Dan Marino pushed like hell for me to get the head coaching job. And I didn't at one time. And I got, that's when we used to do a thing among the coaches in the league. And I got elected by my coaching peers. And what, what I coached with as a coach of the year in National Football League got fired. So shoot me. But then the good news, I went to New York and I love New York. I loved it. So that was the good thing for me. But yeah, I, I believe in a, in a good, solid, not a stupid practice. No disrespect, but Eric Mangini practiced stupidly. He did. And I liked a lot of things that Eric did. And I don't believe he deserved to let get, let go, but he practiced stupidly. Now, I think if I'd been with him a little longer, I could I could have mellowed that out and I would have helped him. But that's just the way I feel about it. So this will be good stuff for you. This will get everybody mad. <laughs> How hard is it, Mike? You wrote about this in the book with Herm Edwards. You know, you're a veteran coach already. He's kind of feeling his way as a head coach. He was really struggling with time management. He was firing assistant coaches. And and how hard is it, though, for you, like, to know when to speak up and try to help these guys as head coaches, whether it was Herm, whether it was Eric when, when he came, or even Rex when he came? Because um, you see, like, now, Nathaniel Hackett at Denver, he's having some growing pains as a head coach. And I'm wondering, as a veteran coach, how, how do you know when to speak up in that situation? Well, with Herm, I was assistant head coach, so I was able to do that a pretty good bit. What The thing with – I'll go backwards. Rex did an excellent job of incorporating all of us, those that were coordinators and things, into the management process. He did an excellent job. I'm telling you, he did it, it, it with the, the way we worked with officials. He really he really tried with Mike Petton and myself and with him, the way we did some things, very good. Eric got better. He got better at it, and he was good during the game. Eric was good during the game. Some other times he, he struggled a little. But now with Herm, I thought he was great with the players. He had a great way with them. He understood, he understood turnovers. He, got, he did a good job with that. But he was not very you know, adept at any type of clock management. He was not, never involved in game plans that I know. I never, I never saw any of it. And he left me alone, which was the smartest thing he did. He left me alone, and that, I took care of my own. But sometimes I could get involved with it. But sometimes there's just not time. There's no time. You know, he's got to, you, you, you got to call a timeout or challenge. You know, you, you got to be on top of the game. And that's, that's what was tough. Now, with the firing of assistant coaches, that, that infuriated me. And most of the time, that happened unbeknownst to me. So all of a sudden, I'd say, well, what, do you, what do you mean we fired Teddy Cottrell? And we hired who? That's, that's the way I reacted. So, you know, that, that was very difficult. That was a tough thing for me. I tried to get involved with it. Frankly, I should have done a better, I wish I would have done a better job with him. But, but, could have I changed it? I don't know. He did the same thing in Kansas City. He did the same thing at Arizona State. So you tell me if I could have changed it. Do you think Zach Wilson is this team's franchise quarterback, future of the team, or have you not seen enough yet? What do you think? Uh, that's, an, that's an honest way to ask, ask a question. I honestly don't know enough yet. I don't know. I wish I did. I was really hoping, because I got there in camp and I liked a lot of what I saw. I was extremely impressed 
with his ability to make some very difficult throws. I was somewhat unimpressed with his somewhat throwing of what should be rote situations. You don't like it, dump it off. I didn't see that being smooth at all. So that made me a little nervous. So we'd have to see that progression. But he can make the tough throw this kid now. How good is he going to be? I was hoping that I would have been able to watch, you know, four, five, six games, but I haven't been able to do that just like you. So I think I think the jury's still out a little bit. I really do. I I, I like him. I hope it's not, but we're going to have to find out yet. Um, he's got better weapons. I'd like to see the running game improve a little bit, and I think that'll help him. I think he needs that. But I also want to see, does the coordinator develop along with him and get him a little bit more moving around and out of the pocket now? Will these injuries hurt that and slow that down? That scares me a little, because I think that's going to be necessary for him. Mike, uh, did you get to see the Cleveland game a few weeks back, the comeback game? I, I, yeah. I did see it. I saw I saw all of it. I love the fake punt they ran. <laughs> I was going to say, you must have loved it. Love that game. Fake punt and an onside kick. The Mike Westoff special. That was exactly right. Thank you. The big punt was a big play in that game. It was huge, yeah. Well, that, that broke that broke the momentum that took them down. Got a score. It was a great play. The onside kick. I'll give it. I'll give it equal credit to the kicking team and equal non credit to the receiving team. That guy on the receiving team has to squeeze up on that ball when he sees it, attack that ball, and smack it out of bounds. Then the play would have been over. He sat there and he hesitated. He didn't do it. It's obvious that that situation, which you have to do to practice onside kicks, you've got to go out on a Saturday every single week, and you go through all the little things that can happen. You can do it in a walkthrough, but you walk, you get everybody where they're going to be. You say, okay, if we have this kick, we do this. We have this kick, we do this. And then you can show them, if you study film, how the kicker's going to kick the ball. You can. I, we used to go and show how some guys kicked when they were in college. We, we went that far back, but we didn't lose any. Don't shoot me. We didn't lose them. So do whatever you want. You got to do what you got to do. What but, is the uh, key, so Mike, to point. perfecting the onside kick? Like, was there a certain style that the kicker kicks it, a certain spin that you like best? What 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 was your best approach? Well, that's a good question. That's really changed, Brian. That whole thing's changed because when I was there, you know, you could drive the ball down into the ground. It would shoot up in the air and all bets were off. You know, when I first started doing it with Alindo Mari in Miami, of which we, we never lost one, we, we got any time he hit that kick right, we got it every time. Now, when he didn't hit it right, then we did not. We, we actually got three in a playoff game against New England. Three. Now, one, one they called back because of a penalty, which was not a penalty, Mike Ferreira. But anyway, we got three. But, but see, the, it's so much difficult now. Because if you do that, the receiver has the right to make the play on the ball, and you can't interfere with it. So now it's an easy so that the kick that I love, you can't do anymore. That's why that's why Mike Westhoff is fighting the hurricane and not coaching football anymore. My stuff's gone. <laughs> they don't need me anymore. I like that kind of spin kick that they did. That's pretty good. You know, what you have to do, and, and I, I don't know this, of course, you watch your guy do it, you try different things, you study that you want, and then all of a sudden you figure out what he's really good at. I like the way he did that. That was a well-kicked ball. So I think for them – the thing that I liked, no matter what you say, no matter that Cleveland didn't play it perfect, I agree, that's right. But it gave the Jets a chance. And if you can give your guys a chance, you've done a real good job, and I think the Jets did that. Yeah, I see Jets fans remember your years here, and then you went to New Orleans. Sean Payton's future is going to be a big topic uh, in a few months here. Where, do you think Sean will be coaching again next year? And, uh, you know, obviously – 
Everyone's going to point to Dallas. Do you think he'll end up in Dallas? I don't know where it's going to be. I'm 100%. I I would say 100% that he will be. I mean, I talk, I know him pretty well. I've talked to him. I know last year he was, uh, I I can't go into everything. I just can't. Please do. The floor is yours. (laughs) Uh, In fact, I I wrote in the book, as you know, um, I thought he's the best on the field teacher I saw in my 32 year career. Anybody, he's the best teacher. I mean, that I would I would go into games and I'd watch Drew and, and I'd watch and I I saw that exact same thing on Thursday. I saw it and Sean would direct every guy. So can okay, you go here, you go here, you go here. And he said, all of a sudden, bam, Drew, there it is. And that's it was tremendous. Sean Payton is a good coach and he'll be back. Where I don't know, but whoever it is, they'll be good in a very short time. Woody Johnson and current ownership. Do you like the direction they're headed? Do you think they should sell the team, or are you confident they could get the Jets back to the playoffs? No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I like Woody Johnson. I'm a fan. I think sometimes, you know, sometimes Woody's, sometimes his heart maybe is bigger than, than maybe I sometimes would wish it would. You know, but I, I love him. I think he's a good person. He was great to me personally. Um, I think he'll do. I know what he's built. I mean, go out to the place. It's spectacular. The food's great. They've done a great job. You know, the field's taken care of. It's manicured. Woody, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to be the least bit critical of him at all. Uh, and, and I know there's some decisions. I, I, I'm not going to – I don't want to judge that. It's not my place to do that. I'm a fan of his, and uh, I think he, he has every right to, to stay right where he was and whatever he decides to do. I, I would be I'm, – I'm on his side. I'm very much on his side. I'll give you another one, Mike. Uh, Joe Douglas uh, as GM. Jake in the in Mike's book, the GMs take some heat in Mike's book. Terry Bradway and and Mike Tannenbaum take some heat in the book. I, I think Mike would agree with me. So, Mike, what do you what do you think of the job Joe Douglas has done here um, in his time? Okay. The only thing the only thing that I really know that I really know I, I don't know I don't I I don't know you know I'm not working in the media like I used to and like you guys do. I like the way he's handled. Uh, getting personnel in the draft. I think they, I think they've been very competitive uh, in the total free agency. I, I only, I, I feel okay. I don't know enough to really be confident to give you a good answer there. I'm sorry. I don't the draft. I like other than that. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm just the wrong, I'm the wrong person to ask. Better than Bradway, Mike. My good guys in my development, they're better than Bradway. <laughs> Oh, there's the line of the interview right there. That was, that was a good one. Uh, the, the book is called Figure It Out. Go get it now on Amazon, wherever books are sold. Mike Westoff, uh, glad you could join us during the hurricane. We really appreciate the time and uh, looking forward to reading the book. I know you were supposed to be with Gotham City crew at, I think, House of Q. You were supposed to do some stuff this week, but obviously you have some more important things in store and glad you're you're okay. We were coming up for all the book signings and they, we'll, we'll just do it again. Um, and the people we've, we've gone to a couple and they've been great. They did a great job. It was a lot of fun. I plan on doing more. Um, I'm extremely proud of the book. There, there's, yeah, there's a, there, there's a couple smacks at people. Yeah. Yeah. Terry, you can, but, but most of it is extremely positive. I'm proud of it. And I, it's a good sports story and it's all true. Every single thing happened that way. And I'm very, very proud. And, uh, I've, I've, well, but when you're a small, you know, guy like us, like independent, you know, that you don't get the sales that you'd like to get, but we've done exceptionally well and we've got very high ratings. So I'm very proud of what we did. And I'm happy to come to New York and talk about it because I love New York. I love my time there and, and it was the best maybe 10 years of life. Well, we're looking forward when you do. I know I'll be doing a live podcast October 30th after the Patriots game. So 
Maybe we'll see you then. If not, go get the book, figure it out. ST Coach Mike as well. Follow him on Twitter. Mike Westoff, appreciate you coming on Gangs All Here. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you for asking. Thank, thank you. What practice is for? You got a whole week of practice to work on things, not the actual game. All righty. That'll say adios to episode 113 of Gangs All Here, Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Josh Crawford for helping me in producing this show. You can catch this show gang's all here just search it apple podcast spotify stitcher google amazon wherever you get podcasts but make sure you give us that five star rating please we appreciate your support and write a nice review on apple podcast too would you follow us on twitter at jake brown radio at brian cos what a fantastic interview from mike westoff that guy you just say four words and you know he'll read you a soliloquy he's always hearts such a fantastic listen and doing an interview in the midst of losing your cars in, in a hurricane that's just a football guy uh, strictly a football guy truly a football guy and he told us off air i don't think he mentioned it during the interview how he was actually blocking the door from water coming in and whatnot i mean the, the dude is is in his 70s and and here he is like blocking a natural disaster from coming into his house or like flowing into his house he's a beast on the football field he's a beast on the mic and uh, he's a beast going against uh, natural disasters so good on him for uh, still doing his thing yeah i think of like the movie like twister like he's like a star in the movie twist like holding a door down like call him iron mike i mean just an iron man i'm running away from from a mouse while I'm peeing, and this guy is holding down the door in a hurricane. We know who the real man is, man's man here. As I watch, you know, Mama Mia for a 30-second time. So, you know, Mike Westoff, truly a football guy. For Brian Costello, Andrew Hartz, I'm Jake Brown. We'll return on Monday following the Jets matchup at MedLife against the Dolphins. Should be a good one in East Rutherford. Enjoy the game, and of course, as well, let's go, Mets. Let's go Mets. Tune into Amazing But True Mets podcast I do with Nelson Figueroa. If you're a Mets person, as we preview and post-mortem edition of Amazing But True after the Mets Padres wild card round at City Field. Busy weekend in New York and New Jersey. The Jets are home. The Mets are home. Judge gets 62. The Yankees are going to the playoffs. Lots going on in the greatest city of the world. Jets Dolphin Sunday. Enjoy the game, folks. And thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. Stay safe, everybody. Robert Salas, handsome bald head.